Welcome to foreverfit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Welcome to Forever Fit, your favorite health and fitness podcast, foreverfit.tv. This episode, number 23, we're going to be tap- oh, I'm going to be tapping into some of your questions I've been getting over the last few months. I'm Nicola Riley, I'm an online personal trainer, nutrition and lifestyle coach and it's been a wee while between episodes so I'm really really excited to get back into it all and um, so if you guys have got a listener question please go to the podcast part of the website and you'll see under every episode of of the podcast you can submit a podcast question and I'd love to be able to help answer your questions on air and just be able to help give you a bit more information so if you have absolutely any questions at all about fitness, nutrition and lifestyle and you think that I can help you out please just get in touch it's really important to remember that the advice that I give on these podcasts as well is just advice only. So don't go and um, take it over your medical doctor's information or anything like that. Just take it as advice and just general information of what I give as answers over these podcasts. Um, okay, so we'll get right into the questions for this episode. So my first listener question is goes like this. Hey Nicola, I'm training for a half marathon and I've been reading all the info on your site and it's and heaps on other sites as well. I'm wondering what your opinion is on carb loading for these events and how much carbs do I need to be eating when I'm training? I'm eating pretty clean and I'm just uncertain of the actual carb amount I should be eating and what your and there's so many different opinions out there. So I'm really interested to know what your opinion is. Um, okay, so there's no name here, but okay, so when it comes to training for anything, it's really important that um, you find food that works for your body. So when you when it comes to the actual event, you don't want to be changing your nutrition leading up to the event. You want to be eating the same type of food that you've been eating for the 12 weeks, 14 weeks of preparation. So you always want to make sure that you're just getting a really good consistent routine with your food and you're eating food that's working really well for your body so um, people do assume that they need to be eating a lot of carbs when they are training for long events like this and yes you do need to be having carbs the best place to be for you to be having your carbs is all in your post-workout recovery and before before you do your training as well so um, in terms of the actual carb loading um, this completely this comes down to again listening to your body and some trial and errors. For some people, the carb loading the night before might actually just cause them to be quite fatigued and overloaded in the morning. And it's also important to find out what sort of carbs that you want to be consuming as well the night before. So, I do a few test runs leading up to the event. So, if you've got your training right, you'd be you would have been training a good twelve weeks out. So you want to be only doing one long run on a weekend and your other runs throughout your week you only want really need to be training three times a week for your actual running so you want to be including some sh- sprints some short training um some um duration training and then a really long run on the weekend so when it comes to that long run if say you're doing it on a saturday on a friday night you might start to play around with um, the meal that you have or on your breakfast and depending on um how low a carb you're going and in the type of training that you're doing you might be really want to make sure that your body's tapping into your fat stores and becoming more of a fat burner this is where um, adjusting your 
your nutrition as you're um, going through those 12 weeks is going to really help you with this. And then the more you turn your body into a fat burner, um, the less carbs you're going to be having. But if you're more of a carbohydrate-based person and your metabolic type does better off carbohydrates, so that's when you're wanting to make sure that you're getting um, really good, consistent fuel into your body. So... Um, it's hard to give you a really straight answer on this because it's all about testing your body and finding out what works for it. But without a doubt, um, carb loading would not mean pasta or cakes and biscuits and anything like that. You want to be making sure that you're eating a really good, clean, nutritious diet. So um, getting rid of all the processed foods, the sugar, and the only carb loading that you would do would be in the form of some starchy vegetables, maybe the evening before. And then if you need a little pick-me-up before the race, you might have um, like banana for breakfast with um, with some um, fruit so that it's um, quite high in carbs there to kick you off, as well as protein. You always need to be making sure you've got protein with every meal. So um, yeah, you don't, <laughs> the last thing you'd want to be doing is putting any food that your body isn't used to into your diet the night before. So um, cut out all the crap foods, get your body eating really good food that's right for it, finding out all your food intolerances, finding out the food that works for it, and then testing what you run best on as you lead up to that event. So um, how much carbs do you want to be having that night before? Do you be, are you better off just on a protein-based breakfast so that you're staying in the fat-burning zone and then... If you, then making sure that you're getting really good carbs after you've finished your, your training as well. And if you need some um, fuel throughout your training, you might want to have things like um, some almond butter or some um, coconut oil if, if you're staying in, the, in that fat-burning zone. So this is all really independent on just knowing your body. If you've got any questions more about that, just let me know a bit more about the type of food that you're eating because you haven't really gone into that with that question. So if you do want to know more information, just get in touch with me. Okay, so next question. Hey Nicola, I've got a couple of friends who are doing CrossFit and they're trying to get me on board. I was thinking no way since I'm training for a half and oh, another half marathon and I was but I was starting think but I was thinking more about it. And I was wondering if it would be a good um, complement to my running. Okay, so in regards to cro CrossFit, CrossFit is um, fantastic if you find the right place. Like, the thing with CrossFit is that anyone can open up a CrossFit gym. Um, and so making sure that you find a CrossFit gym that has got some really good trainers in there is a really important thing. And the thing with CrossFit as well is that there's not much periodization in there so it is about working really hard and it is about really pushing your body and it is about um, really getting a um, challenge into your body so if you are really serious about your running then CrossFit might not be the best complement to it because if you're serious about your running, then you would have a periodized training program that has got specific exercises that is building you up from different phases of your training up until race day. But if you're just doing casual running and you want to add in a bit of strength here and there and you're not too serious about it, then a bit of weights and maybe CrossFit is a good option. And if it's your friends, then it's going to encourage you to do it. Then it could be a good option. But... um. <laughs> It is really important that you don't overtrain 
and that you don't push your body because that's where burnout kind of happens and CrossFit is something that is incredibly demanding on your body and so is running. So if you're combining those two and you don't do it properly, it could lead to a bit of burnout on the other side. So really important to make sure that um, A, if you're going to join the CrossFit, make sure it's a good CrossFit gym, it's got some good trainers in there, they've got good knowledge and they're going to help you make sure that you um, are doing things correctly and um, if you're serious about your running then um, be really careful with the amount of CrossFit that you're doing and if you want to do well in the running well that's when you'd want to be making sure that you've got a, a um, running based strength program at, instead of doing the CrossFit because that's, that's not quite specific enough. Okay, so next question. Hey Nicola, I try and drink plenty of water. I'm currently drinking tap town water, town tap water. Can you tell me if this is okay? Depending on who you talk to, you get different answers. And you're saying, how much water should I be drinking? Um, okay, so when it comes to tap water, the thing with it is the the chemicals that you don't know that are in it. Um, yes, if you talk to somebody who's on the council, or somebody who's part of... Um, the I don't know the word, but someone who's um, doesn't know too much about the water, then they are going to say, "Of course, it's okay because it, it, it's safe to drink because it's, it's not going to make you sick." But the thing is, you don't know what is in the water in terms of the chemicals that they they put chlorine in the water to um, kill off any giardia and, and any bugs, so that it is safe to drink. But what that that chlorine does when it's inside your body and any other chemicals that get along the way is it basically strips your body of any um, good bacteria and so by drinking the tap water you're going to and drinking in those chemicals you but it's it's safe to drink but it's what's happening long term and what it's doing to um, your gut flora and the health of your digestive system and so that's where as you know, digestive system is 80% of your immune system and your digestive system affects absolutely everything that goes on in your body. So making sure you've got really good healthy gut flora is important. And so when it comes to drinking good quality water, this is something that if you're drinking good two to three litres a day, you want to be making sure that's good quality water. Otherwise, every drink you're taking is just stripping um, any good work you might be doing to help with your digestive system. So... Um, if you can get hold of a really good um, water filter, it's your best step. And then also making sure that when you're drinking your water, you want to make sure that your water... Um, so say you've gone from tap water to filtered water. Filtered water is great because that's going to help strip out the chemicals and any other um, things that might be in it. But um, also then that makes the water quite it's, um, naked. It makes it quite... Um, bland in terms it's got no minerals or nutrients in there because when we drink water you want to assume that you're drinking water as if it was coming down a rock face and, and that water's containing the nutrients and minerals that are on the rocks and from the earth and then that's where um, water can be, can, is such a valuable source for your body because it's able to deliver nutrients and minerals to it but when we filter the water it strips out all of those things so um, one of the simplest, and so when your water is naked like that, it basically runs through your body. So that's when people start to drink lots of water, they end up going to the toilet all the time every, every like half an hour because your body's unable to use that water. So you, you want to 
make sure that the water has the minerals and the vitamins back in it. So a simple way to do that is via rock salt. So you've um, got your tap water, you've now filtered it, it's now become naked water, so you've got rid of the chemicals. And all you do is you add in a pinch of um, pink Himalayan rock salt or some really good quality um, sea salt is good. You want to make sure it's not bleached or... Um, been stripped of anything so when you buy like Himalayan rock salt you'll see that it's pink or if you buy like organic rock salt you'll see that it's like it's a dirty color and that's really good because that's the minerals and the content that's in that rock salt as if you were getting rock um, water from the earth so um, by adding a pinch of that about an eighth of a teaspoon to a liter of water you want to add that into your water and that's just making your water have more minerals, um, more nutrient density and it's able to, your body's able to use it. So when that water goes into your body, it's able to go through the cells and it's able to get into the cells, pull out the toxins, it's able to be used for the body, rehydrated and then you're less likely to be going to the toilet quite as much because your body's being, your water's, your body is using that water much more. Um, and in terms of quantity you want to be drinking, um, thirst is a really good indicator, um, around 2 litres is good and it's 0.033 times your body weight, I think I'm there, right, 0.333. I've got a post on my website anyway that's all about um, hydration and how much, and it's got that exact figure, I think it's 0.33 times your body weight. Um, yeah, but it's making sure that you're drinking according to your thirst and you'll know if the um, so many things are affected by dehydrations, cravings, hunger, often all of those signals that your body puts off are actually cravings for water. So always drink water first and just make sure it's really good quality water as well. Okay. Hi Nicola, can you help me find some good food to have during my long cycle rides? I'm training for a half Ironman and I don't have any, I don't like using the squeegee, so I was hoping for some inspiration of some real food sources. Um, okay, so this is similar to the question above, where it comes down to making sure that you're eating really good food again, and um, and understanding your body. So there are heaps of little simple things that you can have and it depends on how well because you're cycling you could probably chew a little bit so you might want to have things like dates or um, like a banana or um, like almond butter things like that are going to be really um, simple for you to eat but because they require a little bit of chewing and um, handling might be a bit hard and depending on how competitive you are these things might be a bit awkward so the way to do this is that you just pre-prepare them and you can put them into um, drink bottles so um, a simple way to do this is to create like um, smoothies and so if you are more more of a fat burner and you've got your body into the fat burning zone and you don't eat too many carbs and sugar then you're going to want to be making sure that your um, smoothies that you have during your ride um, uh, have got some really good quality fats in there some good quality protein and some fuel so you you can turn anything into a smoothie so something that you might want to put into that smoothie that's in your drink bottle would be like coconut cream um, maybe a little bit of banana some um, almond butter 
um, you might want to put in some like spirulinas and some minerals and some salts in there as well so just finding out knowing what your body's needing at that time is really important and like dates could go into that smoothie too um, or if you want to be making sure that it's much more of a um, sugar based kick and um, you want to make sure that you have like um, you could be putting more of a fruit smoothie happening into um, your drink bottle so there's so many different things that you could be preparing and again it's just making sure that you just think of it as real foods and play around so you're not just doing this on the day of your race play around with different things that you use on those long rides when you're training and just make different food sources and you might find that when you do make that smoothie it is just such a small amount that you need and it's, you don't need to fill your whole drink bottle up you just get Get it in so it's got one of those sucker tops and that when you're cycling along you might just need a little um, dash of that real de um, dense coconut cream sort of smoothie and if it's got a little bit of banana it might just give you that kick that it needs just to push you through and the almond butter and things like that's going to get you some really good quality fats in there and a bit of protein too and don't be afraid to put in some raw egg whites um and when, so raw egg so you've got the egg yolks in there some good quality fats and some egg whites too and that's just gonna pump you through that ride and you'll be feeling awesome um okay so the next question i can't say enough the good things about your podcast nicola i've gained such huge valuable information so thank you i've heard many things about maca what do you know about it do you recommend adding this to your diet and if so is there anything that i need to be aware of Hey, maca powder is an ancient superfood and it has come to the rise quite um, recently. It's pretty, um, it's got some pretty powerful um, properties in it and it's, it is really good for the um, hormonal system. So um, I think it's fantastic. I've been, I, I have a teaspoon of it every couple of days and the way that I add this into my diet is um, just by making hot chocolates and um, it's a ground up root vegetable and it's kind of, it's quite malty in taste and there isn't, as far as I'm aware, there isn't any, um, it's generally around a teaspoon that you need to, that, that you have a day and I don't think there's any, um, quantities that you'd, like, you wouldn't want to go over to, like, a tablespoon or two tablespoons. But I don't think that there's a, a limit on it, but I doubt that you'd want to have much more than that anyway. The cool thing about it, you can just throw it into baking. I've got a few recipes with it in there. Um, but the way that I like to have it in there is I go two, two teaspoons of cacao, raw cacao powder, with um, just under a teaspoon of maca powder. I find it quite strong. And so a whole teaspoon is a bit much, so I just go just under a teaspoon. And this makes it quite a multi-milo-y sort of um, drink. And this is just amazing with a dash of coconut cream as well with hot water. And that's something that I've um, found that's really good. I'm not sure if it's had an effect on my hormones or not, but I just like the drink and I know that it's benefits and it's just really good um, real food. So it's a good addition to your diet. So give it a go. And um, yeah, let me know about it. Just um, try it out. You can get it from plenty of um, different places. And at the moment, I'm stocking on my website as well. So, hey Nicola, I've traditionally used protein. Sorry, I've traditionally used whey protein concentrate as part of my post-workout nutrition. 
for harder and longer sessions. However, I have since found out that I have allergies to dairy, and because my um, because I've eliminated dairy now, I'm looking for alternatives. I have seen pea protein, rice protein, hemp protein, and other various sources of protein. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on egg white protein, and is this an effective substitute for whey protein? Are there any brands you recommend, and what's your opinion on the um, vegetable-based proteins from above? Okay, so um, when it comes to protein powders, I really suggest you can't beat real food and always always comes first is real food that you get real food into your body however i do see a place for protein powders so um uh, but it is really important to understand whether or not your body can handle um certain foods and so so many people just sort of go on a weight loss path and they start having whey protein and and they find out they they have no idea that it's actually they can't handle the way and they just um, never end up losing weight because their body's constantly inflamed because of the the protein the whey protein that they've been eating. So understanding that your body can't ha- whether or not your body can handle dairy or not is a really huge step. So congratulations on doing that, and that's. Um, and yeah, so awesome work on doing that. And with regards to the pea protein, rice protein, and hemp protein, these are the thing with plant-based proteins is that they aren't as easily absorbed by the body. They're quite hard for the body to gather that protein up as quick as possible and for it to be usable. So, yep, you're getting in the protein, but um. Often the, well, the reason you're having the protein is is in those long, harder training sessions. And the place that I recommend people have protein powders is in that post-workout recovery. It's a really quick way for you to get protein to your body, to help it to be absorbed, to help it recover, to build lean muscle, and to help you get the results you're after. So if you're consuming a protein that isn't... Um, that absorbable and is quite and takes a while for that protein to be delivered to the muscles then it's defeating the purpose so the other thing as well with the pea and the rice and these other proteins is they are quite hard to digest and they can be quite rough on the digestive system so again this comes down to understanding your body the reason you're using it and the benefits that you're wanting to get out of it and with regards to egg white protein powder, I think this is the best bet um, as against the whey protein. So and it, when it comes to the fastest delivery to the muscles, the whey protein is the quickest. And then um, your egg white protein is really good as well. And you want to be, um, again, just finding out whether or not this works for your body. So if you clean it out, try it for one day, see how your body reacts to it, cut it out for um, four days after that, and then um, repeat and just see see what happens to the body and see if it works. The thing with egg white proteins, though, is, it, is when you overdo a food source, it doesn't matter what the food source is, your body can become intolerant to it, and it can... Um, start to create antibodies against it so it's with egg white protein you you are eating a lot of egg whites 
and often it is the egg white that people are allergic to when they do have um, a problem with eggs so just do be really aware of how much you are consuming and pay attention to if anything starts to happen with your body like if you start to get allergies or um, things going on then you might just want to look at um, cutting back on the egg white and maybe only using it for you you said post workout for your harder and your longer sessions so maybe only using it once or twice a week is a fantastic option my caution goes out to those that um, are using it every day and sometimes even twice a day so eggs are fantastic eggs um, I don't have a problem with eggs it's just overdoing anything is not good and so just don't go having loads of egg white protein powder and um, you can't beat real food so if you can just use real eggs and don't be afraid to throw in the yolks in there as well to get some good quality fats in there too so um, yeah when it comes to protein powders um, whey and egg are all pretty good but um, go for the egg if you are dairy intolerant Okay, next question. Hey Nicola, I'm 35 female and I train and run for aesthetic purposes only. I have always run and I feel that it's the only way that I can maintain my weight. I run, bike and head to Lesnar's classes for the calorie burn. However, I'm noticing my body is getting softer. I'm keen to add weights to my regime or something that it can help me um, tone up. I eat 100% clean. My question is, where is the best place to start? Do I keep running? I don't want to get bulky with the weights. I just want to tone up and tie to my butt and thighs. Typical areas I know, but thank you so much. Okay, so um, this is the um, thing with doing too much cardio, is that you are, when our bodies aren't designed to keep running from the tiger. So when we um, are constantly running and we, when we're constantly in that um, aerobic zone, we and we're we're constantly putting this feeling on our body as if we're being chased by a tiger. And what happens from too much cardio is that increases your cortisol levels and that causes your body to hold on to body fat. And the other thing that's going on here is that your body gets used to the type of training that you're doing. So if this is the type of training you've been doing for the last year, year, two years, six months, your body gets used to it. So if you're always running the same 5k, you're always running the same half an hour run, hour run on the weekends, your body gets really smart and efficient and it, it knows what it needs to be doing. It knows how much energy it's going to be burning and it knows when to use energy and what to, what to, um, keep as fuel as well so our bodies get used to things and this is where it comes down to periodization challenging your body and keeping it guessing as well so you want to be making sure that you are pushing and challenging your body and not always just doing the same stuff all the group fitness classes and running and biking they're all fantastic and lots of fun and it's about being active and but nothing against them but if your goal is to get leaner then you need to be challenging your body more so than what it's used to. So this was this is where um, interval training comes in. So you might want to stick with your running, but you want to um, only be running no more than three times a week, and you want to start including some interval training in there. So that might be where you start to run some run some hills, do some sprints, sprint lamp posts, and just really start to bring in some real intensity into your training. 
And the other thing you want to be doing is adding in some weights. So weights aren't going to make you bulky at all. They're just going to start to um, build some um, lean muscle and it's going to help. Um, the more muscle that you've got, the more you're going to be um, burning calories while you're not doing any exercise and it's going to boost your metabolism as well. So um, you said that you want to tighten up your legs and your lower body. So this is where the weights do come in. And again, getting some um, good quality routines is going to help with that. So um, combining interval training with your strength training is what um, the hips are like in the online gym. So that's high intensity interval training. We've got sculpt and tones in there and extremes. Um, you can have a look and um, add all the adverbs there and see, see what I'm talking about. And it's just making sure that you get a really good balance of your training in there and again challenging your body so that it it can change and so that it can start to burn body fat because the cardio kind of training, it, when you're pounding pavements all the time and you aren't pushing yourself, it, it can actually cause your muscles to shrink and your body to store more body fat. So even though you think like you're in the um, burning calories sort of mindset, you want to be thinking more of getting your body into more of an anaerobic threshold mindset in those workouts. So finding workouts that push your body. So they might, they're really short workouts. So they'd be under a half an hour workout and they push your body. You get a burn in your muscles. Your muscles have worked really hard. And those are the type of workouts that once you finish the workout, your body keeps burning and you need to stay in that fat burning zone. And those are the type of workouts that are going to get the results and help you burn, um, burn body fat and help tone up those problem areas so the only way to tone and tighten up um, your lower body is by using your lower body and using your lower body by um, using weights and lifting weights and then finding the workout so that you shift your body into that fat burning zone and that's the hits I hope that it was clear <laughs> I feel like I went round and round on that one okay so next question um Okay, what is the um, physiological difference and which would be more beneficial for my training? Early morning fasting training or mid-morning training or training after work? I'm after optimal fat burning and weight loss. Do you think fasted workouts work? Okay, so when it comes to um, an optimal training for your train, optimal time for your training, um, I'm... I'm in the philosophy of a time that you can find is the best time. So people sort of try and find perfect times that, according to science and, and research, is the best time, but then they don't end up training in the evening when they've got time, and then training never actually happens. So the perfect time to train is the time that you can find. That's my answer for that question. And then in terms of optimal fat burning and weight loss, um, again, that comes down to the type of workouts that you're doing. So if you are, um, there, there is different times like, um, <laughs> where do I go with this? Okay. in the fasted workouts, first thing in the morning, um, do work. But you have to make sure that they are very low intensity. There is no point doing high intensity training first thing in the morning. You will not be able to train properly and you will not be able to get the effects of that workout 
if you have not had any fuel to do that workout. So the type of training, if you're going to be doing faster trainings in the morning and if you want to be doing training that does get into your fat stores is very low intensity. So this is like walks or a slow jog or stuff that you can hold a conversation with and it's just a slow duration and don't go over like 40 minutes. So it's a nice, nice gentle, low intensity workout. Um, and so those do those are good if you're really into the fat burning and you want to be adding those in but you don't want to be um in terms of lifting weights and doing like hits and things like that it's better to have some fuel in your body so that you can give it the real energy that that workout needs to get the benefits from it because what you'll find even try it out and test the theory if you don't believe me try um waking up in the morning with fasted not having any fuel and try getting through um, an extreme workout or a hit or something like that you will not be able to give it the intensity that it needs you'll just fall flat on the ground and feel exhausted and then that feeling is going to affect the whole rest of your day because your body's just not set up to be able to face that type of training but if you do a more gentle approach and in the morning and you have some good quality breakfast refuel your body then you're going to feel good throughout the rest of the day so the only sort of training that I, that you could do fasted would be just very low intensity. And then um, the optimal fat burning weight loss, that just depends on the type of workout. And the best type of workouts for fat burning and weight loss is your hits. And those you do not do fasted. You need to have some fuel on board. But you're obviously not going to have that fuel right before the workout, um, one to two hours before the workout. But you're giving that workout maximum intensity and this is why you need the fuel. Cool. Hey, what are, what are the benefits of taking the correct amounts of fuel, protein, carbs, after a workout? And when does somebody not refuel within that recovery window? Are there negative effects in the body or is this going to slow down my results? The reason I ask is sometimes I can't quite get to the food in that desired window. So I'm wondering if, the, if I need to be more prepared or is it not that big a deal? Okay, so we're, um, this is a great question. Um, the... That window of opportunity after your training is about recovery and is about energy for the next day. So you are the reason we include carbs in that window is the effect that that has on your cortisol levels. So that's just going to bring them down, help your body recover and just help your body um, um, refuel and refresh so that the next day you have that energy. If you don't get that, that mix quite right in that post-workout window, that's where the next day you're not going to have the energy, you're going to feel flatter, and then day by day that feeling's going to just start to get lower and lower and lower, and then by the time you hit the third or fourth day, you're just going to be exhausted and not even get into the workout. So yes, it does have a huge impact, and the, the reason you're wanting to make sure that you've got the protein in there is to make sure that you're able to build the muscles, you're able to um, help your body burn body fat and recover. So, Because when we train, we, our muscles break down and it's that breaking down process and that rebuilding process that helps make us stronger and leaner. So that is a really important process and if, to help your body recover faster is getting that protein in as soon as possible. So in regards to the, the days that you can't quite get that fuel in there, I would change that and I would start to um, get some fuel on board as soon as possible so 
it can be as simple as you know a banana with some nuts and just get some fuel into your body as soon as you can just to get you through until you get home and it is going to make a really big difference and it's going to it's going to improve the intensity that you can give into the next day's workout. So if you don't recover properly and don't refuel properly, it's just affecting how hard and how well you can train and how long you can sustain it. So making sure you do get really good fuel in, this is going to help you achieve those results faster. So it is a big deal. Okay, so Nicola, twice a week I train with a personal trainer. I do... Um, I do the insanity workouts a couple of times a week or so and I also try and include half hour runs a week in the morning. My question is, I'm trying to decrease my body fat in my lower half without much luck. I was wondering if you could give me some advice, someone to, like myself some advice who's that not who's not that into training hardcore but I'd like to do something different, different to knock down the body fat. Um, okay, so I'm not sure what you're doing with your personal trainer, and the insanity workouts are awesome, and the runs are um, okay as well. But in terms of locking down the body fat in your lower half, this is similar to the question above, is I, it depends how long you've been doing this sort of training as well. You need to be constant, you need to be challenging yourself. You need to make sure that you've got a training in there that is pushing your body to a limit that it hasn't been to before. So if you're doing the same old exercises you've been doing forever and you're not lifting weights that aren't heavy enough and you're not getting asking your body to be stronger, it's not going to be burning body fat. It's going to be just, um, be really efficient at doing what you're asking of it. So having a really good structured program and structured week is going to help you um, with burning that body fat and tapping into that and also what you're eating as well. So um, you haven't told me anything about what you're eating. So making sure that you're eating really good quality, clean food. You're decreasing the toxic load on your body because um, when our body's toxic it stores body fat so you're making sure you've got really good digestion you're getting good quality foods in you've got some helping with um, getting some good healthy gut flora and you've got some really good um, drinking loads of water as well and just making sure you get plenty of sleep too so there's heaps of there's so much involved in decreasing body fat that it's not just a, you can't out exercise a bad diet and you can't um, outrun a bad lifestyle. So making sure that you've got the balance right between your fitness, your nutrition, and lifestyle is really important for everybody, and especially those trying to burn down body fat because everything happens while you sleep. And if you're asking things to happen in your body to change, you need to challenge it while you're not asleep. So. Um, if you are doing half hour runs per week and you've been doing those same runs forever and it's the same loop that you do all the time, you might want to start including some sprints into those runs. You might um, want to um, change your insanity workouts to some workouts that are including some weights. And depending on the work that you're doing with your personal trainer, you want to might start do some real strength training with your personal trainer to really help lean out that lower body and help burn more body fat. So... Um, yeah, it's a big holistic picture and it's making sure that you are getting everything right when you're doing that. So take a look at the, your weekly training and take a really good close look at your food and what you're consuming. Cool. Okay, Nick, hey, 
hey Nicola, recently I've been taking a multivitamin in the morning alongside my probiotics and my fish oil. I've been taking them with coffee. Is this okay? I read somewhere that um, coffee can inhibit the absorption of your supplements. Is there a better time for me to taking them and how long should I wait before my morning coffee before taking my probiotics? Okay, so coffee does affect the absorption of minerals and vitamins. It can um, leach and pull vitamins out of your bones and your joints and can um, can yeah can affect um, how much your body can uptake those supplements. So this is really important and a great question. So um, in terms of your probiotics, I'd be taking them as soon as you get up, first thing in the morning with some water, have some lemon juice, and I wouldn't be touching your coffee for a good one to two hours after having that um, those probiotics. Because you want your probiotics to be doing what doing your job and be left alone for a, a wee while and you want to be having them before your breakfast or in the or an alternative is to be having your probiotics before you go to bed so that when you're asleep they're doing all the good things and the magic and then the magic happens in the morning um with regards to um a fish oil um same thing you want to be having them not around your coffee so if your coffee is a really big thing for you in the morning, don't have your supplements with it. Switch your supplements to having them in the evening um, before you go to bed, so after dinner. Or if you do want to have them in the morning and the morning works better for you, leave a good one to two hours before having your coffee and just have your coffee stand alone by itself. Um, have it after breakfast and just yeah, don't have it in with those coffees. Don't go washing your supplements down with a mouthful of coffee. Cool. Okay, so that is all the questions for today's episode. Um, if you have got any questions and you want to get in touch with me, please just get into, go check out this episode number 23 on foreverfit.tv, submit a question, and I'm back in the rhythm of these, so these are weekly podcast shows, and I am here to help you out, and to help you get in the best shape of your life. So check out the online gym. Online gym has got over 300 different workouts in there, Workouts for every single fitness level. We've got um, yoga, um, ashram yoga, through to power yoga, through to tai chi, balance, stretching routines, and meditations. Real gentle style yoga to help you get you moving and just to help you feel really good. We've got sculpting tones in there to help you tone up, lean up, help the body feel strong and help your body burn body fat. We've got strength and power workouts in there for the boys with Ben. We've got extreme workouts in there for the hardcore, so these are using weights and real power driving moves. I've got high intensity interval training that um, burn body fat. They, these are like 12 to 15 minute workouts you can do in your living room and you can get real results. And then I have got an abundance of nutrition information in there, so information that just helps you get in the best shape of your life and I am there every step of the way. So um, if you want to get your body in shape and you want to help um, fine-tune your diet, you want to find out the reasons you're feeling the way you're feeling and you want to just start getting your body feeling fantastic and finding um, the energy that you're after, that's where you can use me as your online personal trainer. So it's an absolutely amazing resource. I've got webinars happening every week and it is just the resource for you to get in the best shape of your life and for me to be able to help you online. So love to be able to be, help you be your online personal trainer. So just check out foreverfit.tv online gym. Until next time, have a fantastic week. 
and I will see you all next week. Talk soon.